The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's been a crazy couple of days. How can you not stop and think about what Nick Saban accomplished at Alabama? I mean, honestly, you think of all these other coaches and you can talk about anybody, and nobody can touch this guy. Nobody. He was the best. That's it. He's the most successful coach in history in college football. That's just all there is to it. Better than Bear Bryant. Better than Bobby Bowden. Frank Leahy. Woody Hayes. Bo Schimbeckler. It doesn't matter. Urban Meyer can't even hold his jock. This guy was absolutely surreal. I mean, Miami's five-year run of almost perfection was good enough to inspire shows about him. They did a 30-for-30 about the Canes. It was the only run of its kind between the 60s and mid-2000s. But when you got 85 scholarships, and it's a lot tougher to win a national title, and... It's hard to get a a number one against a number two. Then you get a four-team playoff starting in 2014. Saban doubled Miami's run and topped every record ever. That's just crazy. He won the BCS national title in 2009, 2011, 2012, and he had great defense, you name it. At one point, they allowed eight points per game, three yards per play. They had a shutout in a BCS championship game and allowed more than 14 points just once the whole season. And they were the best defense in college football history. His teams ranked first on offense for five straight years from 2018 to 2022. He reinvented the uh, plan down at Tuscaloosa as well. They just kept evolving. They continued to rank first or second overall every year and never went more than three years without another national title. Then there was this year, 2023, this past season. uh, They dropped off a little bit. They lost at home uh, by 10 to Texas. And they survived four one-score games and a number of games where they were just average at best. But they still went 11-1. and They won the SEC. They beat Georgia's two-year winning streak and stopped their chance for a third straight national title in Athens. 
They secured the bid to the playoff over unbeaten Florida State, whether they should have been there or not. And they almost beat Michigan. It was fourth and goal. They score. The overtime continues. They don't. It was over. And we know what happened. Michigan stopped them. Michigan went on to win the national championship, beating Washington easily in Houston last week. But nobody can say anything about Nick Saban. Think of the guys that worked for him. Mark D'Antonio, how he did at Michigan State. When uh, he was at LSU, he worked with Jimbo Fisher and Will Muschamp, Dooley, NFL head coaches Pat Shermer and Adam Gase. His Bama staff was constantly... You know, look at the names. I mean, honestly, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, Oregon's Dan Lanning, Florida's Billy Napier, Mike Loxley at Maryland, Mario Cristobal at Miami, Kurt Signetti, who's now at Indiana, was at James Madison, Charles Huff at Marshall, Butch Jones at Arkansas State, Jim McElwain at Central Michigan. They all worked. For Saban in Tuscaloosa. So did Brian Dable. I mean, my God. Who hasn't benefited from just being in the same room with Nick Saban? Look at Kirby Smart. The former Georgia safety was on his LSU staff in 04. Then as an assistant with the Dolphins in 06. And from 07 to 15, he was the right-hand guy for the best coach in college sports. And then he replaced Rick at Georgia and built an amazing program at Georgia. Georgia lost a heartbreaker to Bama in 2017's national title game, but then returned the favor in 2021 and then won a second title a year later. I mean, they were awesome, and they still are awesome, and they get the best players. His last win, Saban, came against Kirby Smart. How crazy is that? Michigan State's never been the same without him. His last team there went 10-2 and with a top 10 finish in 99. LSU was always good, and Saban went there in 2000. They enjoyed only one top five finish between 62 and 99 and averaged 5.5 wins over the previous 12 years. He averaged, Saban, 9.6 wins. He had a 10-win campaign in 01 and a national title in 03, 2003. When he went to Alabama, the Tide had averaged eight wins per year with three top five finishes in the 24 years since Bear Bryant had retired. Between 97 and 2006, the school went through four head coaches and finished 500 or worse five times. Saban turned that around, didn't he? Over 17 seasons, he won a half dozen national titles, 201 games, 11 SEC championships. That is crazy. He had a team ranked number one at least once during all but two of those seasons. How crazy is that? So before Saban, no tied player had ever won a Heisman Trophy. After Saban, they brought home Four of them. Before Saban, Bama hadn't won a national title since 92 and only one since Bryant's sixth in 1979. 
after Saban, it has won six more. And you knew I had to talk about Pete Carroll. After 14 seasons, 10 playoff appearances, their lone Super Bowl championship in Seattle, Pete Carroll is out as the coach of the Seahawks. They had all kinds of meetings and careful consideration, the best interests of the franchise, yada, 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 yada. Carroll went 9-8 and eight and missed out on the playoffs for the second time in three seasons. They're saying he's going to stay on. I don't believe that either. Uh, I told you multiple times over the last couple of months that Pete Carroll was going to go on coast to coast. I said he's old and they're not winning. They don't matter. They're average at best. It just seemed like they were, you know, in a malaise, like they had – you know, made the playoffs. They had had a, a real good Geno season, and then Geno fell back, and then they fell back. And I could just tell uh, as I was watching him that it wasn't working anymore, and they needed a change. And I firmly believe that's the same thing happening in Foxborough with Bill Belichick, who's done with the Patriots after 24 years. So. These guys are old, and when it's not working and it's just, you know, repetitively not working, you know, one season, two seasons, whatever, in a row, then they all start talking. These owners, these front offices, they have their private meetings and dinners when they talk behind the coach's back about getting rid of them. And I just saw that on Carroll, that he was doomed in Seattle. I said it on the show so many times, make your head spin. And he did say... Um, that they mutually agreed to set a new course. Uh, he said he competed pretty hard to remain the coach and went along with their intentions. They wanted to get rid of him. Uh, Carroll said his comments after the season finale that he wanted to continue coaching uh, the team were true to the bone. I want to make sure that that's clear as things have shifted so quickly in most people's perspective. It's been an honor and a thrill to be part of this program, and I've loved every minute of it. You've watched me love it. When they asked him if he'd uh, take another head coaching job, if an opportunity came up, he said he didn't know. He said today is about today. Uh, He hasn't determined what his role as an advisor will be, but it will not include assisting GM John Schneider in the search for his successor. He said we're going to figure it out of his role We don't really know right now, but I'm grateful for the intention that the organization has uh, to try to find something that makes sense. So we'll see. I don't know. What that means in Portuguese is uh, he's not going to do that either. I I don't believe he's going to be working for the Seahawks either. And that'll be that. After their uh, game against Arizona, the last game of the season, he said, I plan on coaching this team. I told you that I love these guys, and that's what I'd like to – be doing and see how far I can go. I'm not worn out. I'm not tired. I'm not any of that. I need to do a better job. I need to help my coaches more and need to do a better job of coaching. And there's a lot of area for improvement. They were five and two, uh, but then uh, the second half killed them. They had uh, a four game losing streak. Uh, That's their only four game losing streak when Carroll was there. Among those losses, a blowout on Thanksgiving night at the hands of the Niners, 
who've beaten them five straight times, 148 to 72. They also lost to the Ravens, 37 to 3, their second worst loss under Carroll. But during those 14 seasons, a 60% winning percentage in regular season games ranks sixth best in the NFL. Their 10 playoff appearances include five NFC West titles. Hey, look, he won a Super Bowl and went to another one. That's all that matters. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 